Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for this opportunity to be with you. And we thank you for an opportunity to study your word, to learn from what you have to teach us this evening, Lord, through that Bible study session. We thank you for that opportunity to be in your presence, to experience your anointing that you pour over this prayer group during those sessions. Your presence that we can bask in during the praise and worship. And we thank you, Father, that you made your dwelling place in us. You sent your spirit to live in us to make his tabernacle within us so that he gives life to our mortal body in all our weakness, in all our limitations, in all our vulnerability and susceptibility to sin. Yet it is he who perseveres on, gives us that courage, gives us that strength, constantly convicting us, speaking to us, to raise us out of the pit of hell and of sin. We thank you, Father, for the peace and the joy that you continually keep pouring into our hearts. Even when we can't see it in situations where we have more focused on the circumstances around us, where worry seems to get the better part of us, yet you are continuously pouring out that peace and joy. So that when we can hold on to that faith like a mustard seed amid all that worry, you start to move and make things turn around for our good and in our favor. We ask for the grace to hold on to our declarations this day, Lord. To hold on to what we believe in. To hold on to what your word teaches us. That no matter the opposition, irrespective of the fact that everyone stands against, when we know and remember that you are with us, then we hold on. And that same peace and joy, Father, we want to share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that are part of your church, your body, people that are Christians and do not yet know you, all those that do not want to know you. And we share it with all those that have no one to pray for them. We ask for a quickening in their spirit, Lord. That their hearts be turned towards you and their lives be transformed through your salvation. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the most high God, the great I am, the father, the source, the giver. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The word himself who became flesh and dwells amongst us and now within us, made real to us by the Holy Spirit. The one who holds the key of David so that whatever he opens, no one can shut and what he shuts, no one can open that. And your word says that there is now no condemnation for those who are in him. That is Romans 8 verse 1 for us. And we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit of this rock, the spirit of light and life, the one who heals all our backsliding, the breath of the Father, 
given to be with us, that he gives life to our spirit, that we are charged in the spirit, activated to be in the image and likeness of yourself that you created us in. Thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of wisdom and revelation. That you continually pour your wisdom into he who asks. You said, let him who lacks ask and you shall give the full measure ungrudgingly. Not based on what we deserve, but your full measure. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your Son and your Spirit. You gave us angels as well. You make every provision for us. You shall provide all our needs in accordance with your riches is what your word, your will for us says. And you have plans to prosper us and give us an expected end. So when you are a shepherd, we can lack nothing. We thank you, Father, that you do not stop at even bankrupting heaven for our sake. Such is your love for us, unchangeable and continuous that you overlook our sins, you cast them behind your back and you remember them no more. That you want to wash us clean through the righteousness of Christ, through his blood. The blood of the only son that you ever willingly sacrificed for our sake. We remember that love, Lord, as we come to you in reverence today. So that when we join our hearts with yours in prayer, we pray to this Father, this Giver. And as we get into our reflection in our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word that we speak, everyone that participates in this prayer meeting today, and every member of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. And we herald the power of the word, remembering that life and death is in the power of our tongue, so what we speak is what we shall have. And that is what your word in Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 says, that as the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, from each of our mouths. But when we speak it in faith, it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and will achieve the purpose for which we send it. When that purpose is aligned to the will of God and that prayer is released in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of your word and that authority, that power that you give on our tongue. Today, I would like us to reflect on, I found a scripture in, in the Bible that talks about wine and alcohol extensively. I'd like to reflect on what wine or alcohol does to people. And we may have seen instances of people going through various kinds of side effects consuming alcohol. Today, we just touch upon what the words in Proverbs 23 say about alcohol. And this is from verses 29 to 35. <clears throat> and it starts with who has woe, who has sorrow, who has strife, who has complaining, who has wounds without cause. 
whose eyes are red and dim. A series of questions here. If you look at them closely, it's actually talking of symptoms. And then it does a diagnosis. We see in Isaiah 5 verse 11 as well, he says, Woe to those who chase alcohol. And that same answer is given in the very next verse, verse 30, which says, after all of these questions, who are the ones that have those symptoms? It says in verse 30, those who linger long over wine. Who linger long. Which means excessive consumption. Those who go to taste mixed wine, or we might even call that mixed alcohol. Those are the ones. People go to enjoy or to forget their worries. The Bible says here that it is only temporary. The sorrow does not go away. Instead, it causes redness of the eyes. It causes strife and complaining. And so it says in the next verse, in verse 31, do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the glass, when it goes down smoothly. Verse 32, at the last it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. So what it's really saying here is if you keep looking, you will be tempted. And when you consume it, then it's like the bite of a serpent and the sting of a viper. Essentially, what goes both of those mean? It is poisonous. That's why the two poisonous types of snakes are referenced there. Extremely poisonous. So even though it may look attractive and taste good initially, it is ultimately poison to the body. And many of us may have seen these. Um, in our personal experiences with people around us on occasions where there is excessive consumption. How does the stomach deal with anything that's poisonous or unsafe? It either vomits it out or passes it through dysentery, through the bowels. It purges out poisonous material. And yet we see that there are many people that do not know where to draw that line and go into excessive consumption. The stomach seems to have a brain that thinks about where the line should be drawn and it reacts accordingly. And yet there are people that have a brain and before consuming excess alcohol that would be rendered poisonous, they don't even think twice. Is that happening to us or people around us? Then we need to think again. What is our body telling us? The stomach seems to be more intelligent than the brain. And this might sound harsh, but it is the truth. What else can alcohol consumption in excess do? 
Verse 33, we move on with the rest of that passage. It says from the Amplified Version now, your drunken eyes will see strange things and your mind will utter perverse things, things that are untrue and twisted things. Verse 34, and you will be as unsteady as one who lies down in the middle of the sea and as vulnerable to disaster as one who lies down on the top of a ship's mast saying, they struck me, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. We've seen people go numb where whatever their circumstances around them are, they are unaware of it. Even if they fall and might get hurt and bleed, they don't feel it because their nerves have been numbed. The Bible is saying, beware. Are we compromising our own safety and rendering ourselves vulnerable? Such a person has no control on their senses or even their speech. It says in verse 33 that they will see strange things and your mind will utter perverse things. They have no control. And we've seen many people go down for whatever happens after that. Relationships are damaged. Lives are destroyed. Jobs are lost. From not knowing where that line should be drawn. Ephesians 5 verse 18 is a clear instruction where it says, Do not get drunk with wine. For that is debauchery, it is sin. Proverbs 20 verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So essentially, that is what wine can make people do. Mock others. And brawler means get them into fights. And they are led astray. Hosea 4 verse 11 says, Wine takes away understanding. That correlates with the verses we've been reading above as well. Where it says, Your eyes will see strange things and your mind will utter perverse things. And 1 Corinthians 6 verse 10 sums it up to say, Drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of God. Very clear, very straight. Are there people in our own personal circumstances around us that are going through that challenge? We need to raise them up in prayer. And if we are going through this ourselves, this is a spirit of addiction. We need to rise above it. That spirit of addiction needs to be cast out. It has made a stronghold over the person and is consuming whatever is left of them. Steal, kill and destroy. John 10.10 10 is what that spirit is looking to achieve. And they often don't come directly, they prey on other emotions. They look at what the person is going through 
and this one gets attached based on whatever that person succumbs to. In all of that, it is important for us to remember here that the Bible is not writing off wine per se. There was wine at the marriage of Cana, and Jesus is often depicted, depicted as having wine at the table with his friends. But Ephesians 5 verse 18 spells it out and says, Be not drunk with wine wherein it is excess. It's about knowing excess in two ways. One is knowing about where the line is to be drawn. And two, when it says excess, the other meaning is it is gone into debauchery and sin. So knowing where to draw the line. It is at our discretion to draw that line early before we see any of the above manifestations that are described in those verses. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we pray today, we raise up all those in our family and our friend circles that are victims of this spirit of addiction of alcohol. That do not know where the line is to be drawn. We pray also for all the other circumstances, the challenges that they are going through that has led them to turn in this direction in hope. And we ask for your spirit, Lord, your anointing to touch these lives today. So that when the spirit of the Lord is upon them, every yoke of the enemy is broken. They are set free from every limitation, from every stronghold. When the most high enters in, the most low must leave. We anoint them with your spirit, Father, this day as we raise these up in prayer. And you can, in your personal prayer, take the names of all those that you want to raise up in your prayer today. Not only those that are struggling with the addiction to alcohol, but any other kinds of addiction. We break that spirit of addiction over their lives today. It is your faith that determines it. Do not look to a preacher. We can do it. God has given everyone the measure of faith. Use that measure. Let us use it today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we raise the faith of this mustard seed size of faith of all of us gathered here. As we make this our prayer of agreement with each other, we declare that spirit of addiction broken over their lives, that stronghold over their lives broken in the name of Jesus. We anoint them with your Holy Spirit, Father, and we ask of you to fill them, fill each of these lives this day, Lord. In your authority, the authority of the King of Kings, remembering that we are seated with you in your throne, in heavenly places, high above every principality and every power. This is what your word in Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, Lord. The Father has seated us there. We are seated with the King in his throne. And so when we speak now, we speak in his name. We speak under the authority as the voice of the word, the King himself. And we declare every such spirit of addiction Cursed in the name of Jesus. We rebuke them, we bind them, and we command them to be uprooted from these lives right now. Lives of those that we are praying for. Take their names now. Let that spirit of addiction 
We command you, go and be cast into the lake of fire and sulfur. You will leave this person right now. I forbid you to re-enter them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lose your precious blood over them. That every mistake that has been made, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for your mercy, Lord, as we cover them with your precious blood. That every point that the accuser can use against them, let that be covered by your grace and your mercy. That the robe of righteousness be put upon them through your salvation. Let that salvation touch their lives this day, Father. We ask for a quickening in their spirits. We ask for a renewal and restoration this day. We release our faith, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We also pray for those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day, we pray for every family that is embattled with any kind of division or separation. We pray for all those that are limited and kept limited under any kind of stronghold that renders them busy, prayerless, poor and ignorant. We declare or release a breaking of those chains this day. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families, especially those that are not yet saved. That their hearts be quickened, they call on your name this day and shall be delivered. The name of Jesus, that's where the power is. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith, making it our prayer of agreement, under an open heaven, that prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for the gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sia <laughs> 
in the mighty name of jesus amen and amen lord thank you jesus thank you father thank you O holy spirit thank you for your grace that sets these lives free father in the name of jesus thank you lord The scripture I've been led to today is from 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16. Therefore, gird up your minds, be sober, set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, be yourselves holy, in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, where it is written, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We have another scripture shared in the chat, which is from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, quoted from the NIV that says, Be alert and of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And on the third scripture there is from Romans 8, verse 28, again quoted from the NIV, which states, 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as those posted by Brother Savio on our Telegram group and our Facebook page, please share that with the person, the one person that you know this very morning. As soon as you heard it, you know there is one person that you need to share it to. Please share that with them. Let them receive that presence of God. Touch their lives that has been invoked through this prayer. And let that prayer transform or begin that process of transformation in their lives today. Also a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. The topic is a continuation, the second part of last week's session, which we started on the Holy Spirit self-effacing servant and consuming fire, where we will learn that the Holy Spirit is a humble self-effacing servant and he does not attract attention to himself. And we will also learn that he is a consuming fire. So it's a very powerful topic to get to know him and his nature. Because he is with us and in us. The more we know him, the closer can our relationship be with him. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube later this morning on our Telegram group. Please share those with your family and friends and invite them to come and partake of this session. Partake of the presence that is there in this session. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his jealous love, the favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and we are blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We blessed everyone. Have a wonderful day and we shall see you at a Bible study session this evening, starting with praise and worship at Australian Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m., followed by the I Confess Boldly testimonies, and then the Bible teaching of the evening, starting from 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, Thank you Master. God bless everyone. God bless everybody. God bless everybody.